On this episode of Another Way to See It, I had the great privilege and honor to sit down face-to-face with Randy and record an episode about what it took to get him out to California. This past couple of years has been tough for everybody, and Randy is no different. So it's a fun episode where we just can't really get over the fact that we're sitting right next to each other for the first time doing an episode. And I think there were some nerves, so that might show up. We hope you enjoy this episode and please reach out to us on Instagram, Another Way to See It podcast. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for tuning in to the Another Way to See It podcast. I'm Kim Moran, joined by Tara Jones and Randy Poindexter. We're life coaches talking about issues we deal with personally and professionally, hoping to offer you some tips and tools that help you to thrive. Hey, everybody, it's Kim Moran here with Randy Poindexter for another episode of Another Way to See It. There you go. So Randy's out in California visiting some people, and we thought we'd take this opportunity to record something. Well, first off, I mean, here we are in your studio that we call it. (laughs) That's very generous of you. (laughs) I mean, that's what it is. Sort of. I mean, you got a desk, a computer, lighting, mic. So it's a studio. All right. That's what we're going to go with. Okay. How does it feel to be in person? Yeah, it's it's good. It's good. I wish you kind of lived right down the street from me, Randy. <laughs> I don't know if I could live in L.A. Well, that's, I mean, I'm not. Yeah, I get it. It's not for everybody. I do like it. I do like the area. Yeah. I think I like San Diego better. Really? I do. Why? It's not as busy, at least where I was in San Diego. Yeah. So. Well, different strokes for different folks. That's very true. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk a little bit about your trip. Everybody that listens probably knows the saga of your van. Uh, Let's go all the way back and then come all the way forward and talk about that. Oh, man. So to date back to buying a van and thinking I was going to build it and travel across the country and live in a van and yeah. do all that. You said, I have no time. I, yeah. Yeah. It, it, that's crazy. And I mean, I guess it will kind of roll into what we wanted to talk about around mindset anyways, but I mean, I had such this like picture painted of like, this is what it's supposed to look like. And this is what it's supposed to feel like. And, and all these magical things are going to happen. I'm going to travel the country. I'm going to meet all these amazing people I'm going to interview people like that was like this big vision that I had and the van that I got just didn't allow that to happen. Wait, did you get one van or two? Well, two. Yeah, you got two. two That's true. I had two vans. The first van uh, I got a good deal on, couldn't pass it up. And it, it just wasn't really what I wanted. And I had someone offer me good amount of money for it. So I sold that, bought another, a newer van that was already kind of built out, but it was not done correctly. So um, there was a lot of band-aids and and mechanical issues that was not um, talked about (laughs) during the sale. So buying it and working on it just revealed all these problems and it just became such a money pit. And, And even we've talked about it off air of just being energy sucking. So I had to really make the decision of, uh, do I want to continue this? Because at the end of the day, you can technically fix anything. 
do I want to keep going down this rabbit hole or do I just want to cut my ties and, and move on to the next part of my journey? And that's kind of what I did. That was a hard one for you though. It was so hard on so many levels. It you want was. to talk about those levels? Um, Cause I mean, you're a mechanic. Yes. And, <laughs> so that's and I'm a guy. Ego, that's an ego trip. Right you know, there. so being a, being a, a guy that that's always worked with his hands um, since my early teenage years, even younger that, um, the egos, like we started this, we're going to finish it. Like we're going to, we're going to fix it all. Everything's going to be perfect. It's going to be brand new, but going through my own journey and self-discovery, I had to leave a lot of those old stories behind. And so that's where like the battle came in of like, do I, do I keep putting money into this or do I just cut my losses as another door has opened and a new path has been laid out for me to go down? Meaning buying a house. Meaning buying a house. A fixer-upper. A fixer-upper in the mountains of Western Virginia. Yes. But, but like, let's talk about it. Like, uh, first off, I do have to stop and say, like, it is amazing to just look over right. and have eye contact versus... <laughs> through a monitor so like this is such a almost surreal experience like did we ever think this would i no. mean it's been a year right we've been more doing, and more yeah we've been doing the podcast over a year and this is the first time we've been in person so right not to take away but this is just i, I got a big I smile know, on my great. face i know it's great you know but even like i said we would be laughing so yeah if we were doing this every week so, but anyways, where, where were we? Where were so we? you bought a house that needed to be fixed. So, so you took your energy from one thing. And put it into something else. Put it into something else. And uh, obviously, you know, the <clears throat> my truck's been having its issue. <laughs> like, it's just, I, I really, we really need to do the, like just an episode of like all the shit that's gone wrong. Right. Right. Like, like, well, I feel like this is a little bit of a look back to the low lights. I mean, well, it's been interesting because you've gotten to experience a lot of it because we do talk probably daily and there during a lot of the rough times you got to experience it in a sense, uh, being the good friend that you are to call and check on me because there uh, it's just, it's easy to say like, this always happens to me. Right. Right. Like I've always been, or I always was the glass is half empty. Right. Waiting for that next shoe to drop of something bad. You know, I used to always say it comes in threes. Mm. And, but when you put that out there, that's what happens. Cause that's what you start looking for. Right. So obviously <clears throat> the trucks had issues and I don't, I couldn't sleep one night. It was probably like two in the morning. And I was browsing Facebook marketplace for cars and I came across this Prius for $1,100. Yeah. Knock on wood. It's been so good. Um, and I wound up getting it for cheaper and, and fixing it. And that's, I and drove, it got you all the way out here. It got me, it went, got me to Florida in May. Right. I did that trip to see if it would, if it would handle it. And then I, four days later, I drive out to California in it. You drive out to California, you make it here, you see your brother, which is cool. Mm-hmm. And then like in this trip, you're going to meet three people that you've only known over Zoom. Right? Yeah. 
that's pretty crazy. It is. Like, even let's just talk about that the past couple of years with the pandemic and lockdowns and stuff like that and people using Zoom and then developing relationships over Zoom is crazy. And then you get to meet the people in person. And it's so weird because we talked about the fact that, like, you meet people. You have no idea how tall they are. Yeah, that was you a only bit, see yeah. their like face. Yeah, right? we get we we took bets on that. Yeah, it's it's surreal because a if you would have asked me before like COVID and the pandemic and everything, and you know before I started this this self discovery journey, you never I I never would have even said I'd be on a Zoom call. Well, we, I didn't even know what Zoom was. So. I, I mean, neither <laughs> did <go>. I. <laughs> so it, it's just very phenomenal in a sense that something so tragic can kind of blossom into an amazing adventure if you have the mindset around it. So talk about that. What is the mindset? So like you've, you've, you've sold your home, you bought two vans that you had a lot of hopes and dreams for that didn't work out. You bought another home. You I had, couch surfed for months. Yeah, you couch surfed for months. And then you took a chance, like just just recounting everything that you've done <laughs> brings up the word resilience and um yeah. and you took a chance and you you did this and then you journeyed out here to meet people you'd never actually like you didn't really like of course your brother but that was a big trip just to see your brother you could have easily hopped on a plane easily and that's what originally i was going to do right so so it's a big trip so we're talking about like resilience mindset what is that mindset like that keeps you leaning in I think it has a lot to do with staying present, not focusing on the past and not focusing on the unknown of the future. I think that's really allowed me to, to navigate and process, thing, process things a lot clearer. Uh, because I know in the past, I would be so hung up on trying to change the past, like taking events in the past that, not that I necessarily regret, but things I could have done differently. Right. Right. So taking that and trying to put it into planning for the future, it just doesn't, it doesn't work. Right. And so the mindset I have now is, is staying as present as I can be with the awareness behind it. And for me, that, that has allowed me to think more clearer. I feel like I've made better decisions because of staying more present, because I, I try not to to lead with expectations. You know, that's a whole nother conversation of of removing expectations from people, events, thought processes. Well, okay, so this just came into my mind and it sounds like, well, if I were going to say, give me a title for the kind of mindset that you have in the fewest number of words you could, what would it be? Live in the now. Live in the now. Just wow. simple. Okay. That's interesting. So the words that came to me were what if, because you could easily say, what if it all goes wrong? Or you could, what if it all works out? I have a weird relationship with what ifs. Okay. Talk. Let's because talk. I've always, like I said, backing up to like past events, it wasn't really resentment, but it was the what ifs. Like, what if I did this differently? What if? So it was always like my what ifs were like living in the past. Oh, really? So That's interesting. 
now the relationship I have with what ifs is anytime I get that question pop up, I lean into it to figure out and to, to think about and process if the future me is going to look back and being like, should I have done that? Oh, interesting. So like, so that's so different. So we both, we could use those two words and be meaning two different things. Exactly. Cause I'm just, well, what if we'll see what if it, what if with no expectation, like you said before, mm-hmm. I just say like, what if I did that? What if, and I don't answer it necessarily. I just let them, as you said, present answer that question. Yeah. I, I think when you're as present as you can be with the awareness and the intention behind it, the answers kind of unfold themselves. Right. You know, for me, take this Prius, for example, I had no intentions of buying a car. I mean, this was what middle of April, I think when I got it, but I, I bought the car with no expectations of getting the car or let alone it being able to drive. Cause it, it had high mileage. Like I, I broke 300,000 miles driving out here. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's just, man, like it just presents itself. So like, I wasn't hung up on all, what are these other issues? I knew, I knew a few of the issues and I knew what it was going to cost. Like I did my research and and it just worked out, but there was a lot of, I wouldn't say naysayers, but there were a lot of people that were like, are you sure you want to do this? You know, what else, you know, what other issues could there be? Nobody sells a car for that cheap nowadays. And and for me, it was like, I could scrap this car and make all my money back if it was an issue. So mm-hmm. for me, there wasn't a lose-lose, but I just felt like having a positive attitude and the right energy, putting it out there that it was all going to work out. And I don't, you know, like knock on wood, like, like knocking on wood, you hear it. Wait, well, but I, I want to just slow down for a second. Cause what does that mean? It's all going to work out. We always say that. Right. And, but let's just take a moment to really unravel what that means. Because so many times people face issues like ending of relationships or getting canned from a job or something like that. And they're like, Oh, it didn't work out, but maybe it did work out. Exactly. So our definition of working out, I think needs to be a little more flexible. Hands down. I mean, I talked about traveling the country in a van and I had to let go of the expectation of it being a van and it wound up being a Prius, (laughs) you know, like, yeah, yeah. Like, it's just, it's mind boggling. And so to break down of it's going to, it's going to work out the way it's supposed to is, is there's only so much we can control in our day to day, you know, whether you believe in God, Buddha, the universe, mother earth, you know, whatever you have faith in, you believe that, that you're being guided by a a higher source, a higher energy. And it sounds like a cop-out to say it's all going to work out the way it's supposed to, but it is. Cause at the end of the day, like we'll take a job, for example, you get fired from a job. Did you have some part in it and getting fired? Yeah, possibly. But there's also the, the, the cuts, the, you know, new ownership. So like there are things out of your control. If you stay in the energy of this sucks, I can't believe this happened. 
it's easy to go down that rabbit hole of things never work out. And, and that was me. Right. And so it, it's easy for me to talk about now because I have that shift of mindset that one door closes, another one opens. Yeah. You just made me think about something when you said that, because I do think that there is a moment that you need to at, at the transition of any thing, right? A job relationship, whatever. There is a moment that you need to take and pause and do an inventory of yourself and your behavior, right? And anything that you might have done, because a lot of times people are like, oh, it just didn't work out, but maybe they were a complete terrible employee, Mm -hmm. right? You need to take that moment to do self-reflection before you get to the point of you're like, well, maybe this happened for a reason, yeah. And it's like taking ownership, right? Like we, totally. we talk about that yeah. all the time on, on these podcasts and that's, you know, taking ownership of what role you played and Definitely. what, what thoughts you had, how right. you acted. And, and for me, like looking back in the automotive field, it was just so toxic. And I thought that was just how it was supposed to be, you know? And so Looking back now, like I can't believe I stayed where I did and did the things I did for so long without taking ownership. Mm. And I think you mean to say that you were part of that toxicity? Yeah, I, I, I mean that's huge, though. Like it, I want people to understand that if you're in a toxic situation, it's not just the situation. If you're there, you're a player. So what do you big or small? Right. Exactly. Right. Like if you could say you're not part of the drama, but if you're spreading the drama, you're part of the drama. Right. Even if you're just there kind of witnessing it and taking it year after year, you have to ask yourself, I'm validating that energy. Yeah. By by staying. Mm -hmm. It's just it's just so crazy to think about. And like to walk away from it like that, that was a whole nother endeavor. But then you told me that after you, you went back when you went down to Florida yep. into that environment and nobody was left. No, there was maybe like three people left out of a shop that was probably 15 to 18 people. So what does that tell you? Uh, well, a lot of, <laughs> a lot of things. Um, the ownership changed. Uh, the economy had something to play with it and just. But like, it doesn't matter, right? Like, it no, really- I, I was looking for a little something more like, well, I left and I took my good energy out of that bad situation and people didn't want to stay there anymore. Uh, well, I, I, I will say that when when my position got taken and I checked out, other people followed suit. And that wasn't my intention. Mm-hmm. I, I never wanted to have uh, a factor in, in someone staying or leaving a job because, you know, that's kind of a lot to carry right but you know there 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 were people that i trained and that were if you want to call it team randy at the shop uh that that didn't stick around for it and it it, it's sad that um people stay as long as they do in toxic places without even knowing right right okay so you've driven across the country and I'm just going to ask you if you've like had any 
anything that you've noticed or any revelations or anything that you didn't know about that you're learning about? Like in California, there's a lot of crazy stuff like we always talk about. It is very uh, unique. Well, it's just, you know, we all we kind of joked around about it earlier today is, you know, I'm just going to see wherever it takes me, (laughs) you know, and I don't know if it surprised you, but like when we talk, you know, before meeting, I'm always, you're always like, what are you doing? And I was like, I don't know. Like, I'm just going with the flow and I'm doing that here. Like I'm literally camping in Kim's backyard in a tent. So I had nowhere. I I knew nowhere I was going to stay along this whole trip. Like each day I knew a destination I wanted to get close to. And then I was just going to figure it out once I got there. Like that's literally how this trip's been since I left to come out and, and it's, it'll be a total of almost a month of. (laughs) So so let me ask you, because when we, when I first, when I drove down to San Diego to meet you Mm -hmm. and we met for the very first time and it was revealed that like, I'm a person that has a plan a and a plan B and a plan plan C C, and a D and, and you were like, let's just figure it out. And that gave me a little bit of anxiety. But I I was able to, you know, get with that program a little bit. And since you've been here and we've been talking and you and you're like, I'm I'm so different than the way I used to be in the shop, I'm guessing that you were not a person that was going with the flow. Not that you were more like me. Yep. And what was the switch? What happened that you just were I'm just gonna roll with it? I felt like everything that I tried up to the point of where I felt like my life fell apart wasn't working. Right. So I could have either kept doing what wasn't working and what mentally expect change, but that's not how it works. Yeah. Or I could literally lean into the unknown and switch everything up and see what course that takes. Mm -hmm. So I literally had to rewire refeel, rethink. So let me ask you in real time, that looks like, oh, well, I could do A and I probably should do A. That looks really great, but I've done A before. So I'm going to do the opposite of A. Not with everything, but yes, I walked away from an 18 year career from all that I've known. That's crazy. Like usually you just go to a different shop, go to a different city, right? Like switch up car manufacturers. No, like I literally locked my toolbox up and rolled it out. But I think it's important to talk about that because a lot of people who are wanting to change want to know exactly what it means to change your mindset. And I think if you're someone who's operated one way for your whole life, it could literally look like doing the opposite of what you've always done. Yeah. And, and, but we've also talked about it on here. Like what works for me, isn't going to work. No, no. For but others, I, but give, I, like, I think it's, examples. I think it is like leaning in with curiosity. I think that's been my biggest driving factor in this transition part of my life. And of my mindset is to question things more, to, to get curious about the unknown and what something different might look like and feel like. And I think that's, you know, something that I've learned on this drive and, and journey out here is letting go of expectations. You know, like there were plans that we had set in stone that have changed since being out here. You know, the hike, 
Yes. You know, that changed. Meeting up with certain people changed. Uh, plans changed. And it's easy to fixate on what didn't work out. But I've just been so present to where it's like all the things that are working out are are supposed to. Mm. And like, That's I'm sm- like, I'm you. smiling yeah, right are, now yeah. because when you remove the, like, how can I be upset with, with getting out here? Like, it's just been such an amazing journey and stopping in the towns that I've stopped in and even casual conversations. And I've been doing a disc golf in every state. So like meeting the local disc golfers here and there for small talk, like it's just been, it's so amazing. Like I just can't hold on to anything that hasn't worked out. It outweighs all the things that didn't work out because that's what I'm focusing on. That's what I'm putting my energy into. Right. Say that again, because I think that, well, we know the brain has a negative bias. So we know that it seeks confirmation for its negative orientation. It loves it. Yeah. It's like, it's like crack for the brain. It is in the ego too. Yeah. yeah. Like, cause the ego is like our protector and he thinks that's our protector. Right. <laughs> and uh, the ego feeds off everything that's gone wrong. Yeah. I told you. Yeah, it's it's ammunition for it. It's like, hey, look, we're about to go to war. Remember this one time, like things didn't work out and like you got hurt. Yeah. You know, let's 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 stay away from that. So let's stay with the the comfort. And so it's 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 very interesting once you stop feeding into the ego, it doesn't get as loud. So I just want to take a second there because we talk about we can't just shut it out. No. Right. Because then it just starts misbehaving like a poorly trained dog. <laughs> um, so what does that stop feeding actually look like? It means I hear you. It, I mean, definitely with that. But to even go back to like, I never thought I could talk to my brain. Like when a negative thought came up, it just like. I thought that was true. I thought it was true. I fed into it. And like, it just never felt good. So once I was like, wait, I can stop these thoughts. I can redirect them. Mm. I can change them. That was like probably one of the most profound things that happened to me in 2020. But then to go a step further is like, not shut it out. Cause then it just builds. It's right. like, oh, you don't want to hear me now? Okay, wait. <laughs> yeah. Just wait, because when shit hits the fan, I'm going to come in full force. Right. But like, for example, the guest house challenge that we did, and that's two and a half years into my self-discovery, I needed that in that moment without even realizing it because I, I didn't journal as much once I moved. Like I was using things to distract me, to get away from like my rituals and my routines. So going back to the guest house challenge, which is where every day we wrote about our feelings that we had that came up and we call them guests Mm -hmm. to allow them to be seen and heard. And I think that's like, once you have the awareness of that, you could change the thoughts and, and, and not let them drag you down. I feel like the next step is to bring them back and to to hear them out, to Mm -hmm. see why they are coming up. You know, what do they want to say? Because I do feel like, the guests, the the ego, they do have good intentions, but they're just going off old stories. Right. And maybe just going a little bit too fast and too out of control. Like, I think they have a lot of truth to them, but it has to be contextualized. It's almost like herding cattle. 
yeah. right? Like yeah, right. you don't want them roaming everywhere. Like you need to bring them back in and kind of funnel them in a sense. Right. So, I mean, that's definitely been such an aha moment that happened pretty early in my journey. And I think that's been the biggest shift is, is to have that awareness that these thoughts don't control me. I control them. Yeah. But not shutting them out. Well, you only control them if you allow them space and time to be present. Because if you don't and you try and squish them down, they just come back stronger, louder, and mm. more mischievously. Mm-hmm. Subconsciously, they come up yeah. in like self-sabotage in so many ways. Mm-hmm. So it's better just to let them come on out and talk to you. Meet them. Yeah, exactly. You know, kind of meet them head on face to face without the intention of controlling or pushing them down. And especially, I feel like for men, it's just so easy for us to just sweep stuff under the rug. And then next thing you know, you've got a 10 foot mound pile. You're trying to walk up and you're like, why am I walking up this? It's just a rug, <laughs> but it's just, you, you, you keep pushing stuff and expecting it to just go away, but it never just goes away. No, it just shows up in a different form. Exactly. So, Oh, it's so awesome. We're going to a huge meditation and sort of spiritual festival today. So that'll be interesting to see what comes out of that. It's going to be very interesting. Oh, it is. Yeah. It's like, I've never been to a, a festival. What? Not like this. Wow. Never, uh, obviously never been in LA. Right. Never. I mean, we've hung out last couple of days because I've been staying here, but before that we've never hung out in person. So like, it's just all these firsts, like there's been so many firsts in this uh, journey out here that it's just, I'm just like, I've been smiling. Yeah. It's just, it's just amazing. Oh, awesome. All right. Closing message. I mean, I say it all the time. Just get curious, lean into the the unknown, lean into the, the thoughts and feelings that come up, question them, understand them, befriend them. Like just, it's, it's just so easy for me to say, look curiously now. Live in the now. Isn't well, that what you named yes. your trip? Live in the now. Yeah. just I mean, I, I, I'd like to come up with something better, but that was no, on the that, spot. No, I think that's fine. It's great. So yeah, just live in the now. All right. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Bye, guys. Goodbye. If this episode resonated with you or made you think about someone you know, Please pay it forward and like, subscribe, and share it. We appreciate it.